What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports, or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Higus, and welcome back, everybody, to Rookie Ball. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. And in today's episode, we're going to be getting into all the playoff games that have happened and how the series are going to go. So let's get it. So as I said, welcome back everybody, and the NBA playoffs have taken the world by storm. Obviously it'll get more popular as it's gone on, but first, before we start anything, can we respect the GOAT of predicting? Yes, I know, 6-0 in the play-in games, and y'all doubted me when I said that the Pelicans would win, and I switched my answer to the Hawks right before the game, and they go on to win. I feel like a genius, almost. Uh, I am 6-0 in my playoff predictions so far, and outside of one series, it looks like I might keep that streak going throughout the playoffs, but it's time to go in. We're going to deep analyze each series, each game. Now I want to remind you, most series have finished two or one games, and it doesn't matter if a team is up 2-0, 1-1, 1-0. This series in any matchup is not over. There's some series where one of the teams will look a lot more convincing than the other, but I can promise you there's not one series right now in the playoffs that is already finished. So starting with the series that started it all off, the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks, they've officially played two games and we are tied up 1-1, but that is without Luka playing. And I think them tying up the series here at 1-1 after game two allows Luka to rest for one more game. And that could be huge for Dallas if that means that Luka can come back completely 100% and be able to play at his full level. And it's all thanks to Jalen Brunson. The man had over 40 points against the Jazz in game two to defeat them 110-104. to And that reminds you that also without Luka, they only lost by six in game one, and they come back and win by six in game two. This series is going to be good. I expected it to be the Jazz and Nuggets originally, but it ended up being the Jazz and Mavericks. In my original predictions, when I thought it was the Nuggets and Jazz, I picked the Nuggets to win. And with the series tied up, I don't think you can blame me for making my prediction now. I do think the Mavericks take the series. It's just because Rudy Gobert is not getting involved, and the fact that the Mavericks are staying competitive with this Jazz team without Luka is very scary. Jalen Brunson is looking like he could get a big payday when his contract runs up. I don't know. I, I like this series. I think it'll be competitive. The only thing that makes me worry is it won't be competitive once Luka gets back. So for me, it truly decides on when Luka gets back in the series, then it will go the Mavericks way. Uh, so while he's gone, Utah has to use up as much as they can. The second game that happened was the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. I picked the Minnesota Timberwolves to win this series, and I picked it as an upset. And there's a reason why, because they won 130 to 117. Now, Cat played a good game, but I mean, this was dominated by Anthony Edwards. 
he is really looking like a dangerous player in this league right now. He ended with 36 points and 6 assists. Now, Cat ended with 29 points and 13 rebounds, which is still great. Uh, and D'Lo did not play his greatest game with only 10 points in 29 minutes. But Anthony Edwards looks like he could honestly be the leader of this team. And from this moment on, they might play it like that. Uh, and I wouldn't be mad. I think that's a honestly good move. They have a team around him already. I truly believe that the Timberwolves will win this series. And it's not because I think the Grizzlies are bad. The Grizzlies are a deep, deep team. But they're not playoff built. And that's, you know, you can be a great regular season team, but just not have the build for the playoffs. And I don't think the Grizzlies do. Now, once Ja has some more experience in the playoffs, like doing this, the series... I think that the Grizzlies will come back very good. But when you have a team that really only has one top 10 player in the NBA, you need him to be experienced and know how to play very well in the playoffs. And Ja doesn't know how to do that. Given nobody on the Timberwolves really knows how to do that, but they have a lot of star players. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell could all be players that are argued to be top 20, top 25 in the entirety of the NBA. So for that, I personally think that the Timberwolves, as I predicted, will go on to win this series as they are up 1-0. The only series that I believe can already be wrapped up and told that it is most likely over is this Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors series. And I said that I think Philly was going to probably sweep this series. They're up 2-0 right now. Tyrese Maxey is a different breed i told you guys with the 76ers this was truly going to come down to their outside outside star players we knew that james harden and joel Embiid, even though they may not play at an mvp level every single game that they were going to be fine i said that this was going to come down to how matisse Thybul and tyrese maxi played for the 76ers to determine if they were going to be a championship team or not Tyrese Maxey has, I think you could argue that he has been the best player in the series so far between the two games. In game one, he goes off for 38 points to be the leading scorer between both teams. And in game two, he scores 23 points along with nine rebounds and eight assists, almost a triple-double, the second leading scorer on the 76ers. James Harden hasn't played great so far this series, but we all know he's James Harden and he'll get back to form. Tyrese Maxey is the reason that the Philadelphia 76ers are winning the series 2-0 right now. And that's without a doubt in my mind. Now on the Raptors side, this is kind of what we expected. I talked about it doesn't matter how much chemistry you have. Sometimes talent just does beat out the morality of a team. And yeah, the Raptors probably could have beaten some teams in the Eastern Conference this year. But not a team like the 76ers. When you have Joel Embiid, you know... It's hard to guard that down low, and let alone when you have Tyrese Maxey scoring 38 points and close to triple doubles, it's going to be hard to stop that, and that's why I think the only teams that could truly stop the 76ers are the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. The one series that I am starting to question my prediction on is the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Now, originally... I thought that this was going to be the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors in this series. 
in which I had the Warriors lucking out. And then I found out that the Nuggets were going in, uh, and I, I picked the Nuggets. I thought Jokic was going to be too powerful for the Warriors to stop, but I was not aware of how insane Jordan Poole is. Now, I'm a firm believer that Jordan Poole should have at least been a nominee for Most Improved Player. The man has improved insanely, uh, but he's reached a new level now. Now, I don't want it to become this recency bias where we think just because he's good in the playoffs that he is a top 20 player in the NBA, but he is a blossoming player that might kick Klay Thompson to the bench of this Warriors team, and I wouldn't be mad at it. Jordan Poole has played at an insane level so far throughout the playoffs, almost like a Tyrese Maxey, but more unexpected. And the Nuggets look defeated. Draymond Green is locking the hell out of out of Jokic. And unless they figure something out, like a secondary player that is able to play at a higher level on this Nuggets team, I mean, they're screwed. And I should have realized that looking at the team matchups, without Murray and without Porter Jr., Jokic can only do so much. And if he gets stopped, there is no one leading this team. So yeah, I'd... I would go back if I could and make the prediction that I think the Warriors are going to win this series as they are up to nothing and Curry and Jordan Poole are putting up over 30 points on most both games. So yeah, if I could go back, I'd pick the Warriors, but I picked the Nuggets and it's the one series that I think I might get wrong. Then we had the first seeded Miami Heat versus the eight seeded, technically nine seeded Atlanta Hawks. And although I don't think these teams are that far off in terms of how good they are, this is the only series I've watched where I'm like, oh, wow, this team just played so much better than the other team, like a, 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 a ridiculous amount. Now, given they've only played one game, but the Hawks did lose by 24 and Duncan Robinson went off. And from what I see, the guard play didn't even do that well in this game for the Miami Heat. This was mostly just the Duncan Robinson and Jimmy Butler show. Now, given it wasn't the highest scoring game, it was 115 to 91. But when your seventh, eighth man and Duncan Robinson is scoring 27 points on you in 23 minutes, the man had more points than minutes. Uh, that, that becomes a problem. And Jimmy Butler had himself a decent game as well with 21.6 rebounds, four assists. Tyler Hero... Only had six points, but also with five rebounds, five assists, so he was all around the floor. Like I said, the Miami Heat are what I think the Grizzlies think they are. Uh, just a very deep team that can be very physical and very rough. But the Miami Heat just do it better, given they are only one seat apart. But I think the Miami Heat just got a little bit more lucky with their matchup in the Atlanta Hawks, to whereas the Timberwolves, I do think, would destroy the Atlanta Hawks in a seven game series. I Miami is probably going to win this series as I predicted. It is very rare for an eighth seed to beat a one seed and I think it sticks true. Now I don't think this is going to be a sweep. I do think Trey Young will find one game where he's able to go insane uh, but I do have Miami winning this in five. Then with only three series left we're landed with what I think and I predicted before the playoffs that this would be the best series out of the first round and that is the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics which ended 115 to 114 in Boston's favor off of Jason Tatum 
game-winning layup. And this was an amazing game. We saw Kyrie Irving do his little thing. I I used to be like, oh, Kyrie's kind of cool. I like this little villain origin story that he has going. And then it just became annoying. You know, like, he came out before the series and said, I wish we could just, like, leave it in the past. And then comes out and flips off the fans, tells a fan to suck his... Um, it's so ridiculous. He's a child, but he did. I mean, you can't, you can't be distracted by that to not realize that he had an amazing game. 39 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. The man went off. It felt like he was putting this team on his back. KD didn't even have that good of a game. He had 23 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, and that's in 41 minutes. Kyrie put this team on his back this game. But it just barely wasn't enough because, like I said, the Celtics are a more complete team. And this was, I, as I said, this is going to be a, a moment where momentum and chemistry does defeat talent. And Jason Tatum looked like the second best player in this. But not to mention that it looked like the Celtics had the third, fourth, and fifth best player in this game. And that's what it comes down to. Jason Tatum had 31 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. Al Horford at 20 points, 15 rebounds. Jalen Brown, 23 points, 5 rebounds. And Marcus Smart, 20 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds. Now, we know in terms of talent that Kevin Durant is the best player in this series. But in terms of how it was played game 1, he honestly looked like maybe the 6th best player in this game. And for that reason, if the Celtics are able to lock him up like that or have one of the two stars not perform as well, the Celtics could sweep this series, honestly. But the way this was played, man, would I love to see the series go to seven games. And I think every fan would. Uh, but I do want the Celtics, if it goes to seven games, I want the Celtics to win. I predicted the Celtics to win because I want them to defeat Kyrie. I'm He annoys the hell out of me. I'm sorry, some people love him, some people, you know, encourage him, but I think he acts like a child, and you shouldn't be doing that as a full-grown man. Uh, so, congratulations to the Celtics on that Game 1 victory. It was, without a doubt, the best game of the first round so far, and it'll be hard to top it. The second-to-last series that we need to talk about is between the third-seeded Milwaukee Bucks and the sixth-seeded Chicago Bulls. I predicted a clean sweep or sorry, I predicted a five-game series uh, when we started doing our predictions for the playoffs because I said that DeMar DeRozan was going to have one game where he went crazy. This first game was not the game. He had a good game, 18 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds, but he played 43 minutes, so he probably should be producing a little bit more there. It just this was a very defensive game. It was a hard game to watch. I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. This series might not be exciting. And the reason is, one, I just don't think the Bulls are actually that good. I, they're pretenders. Um, I, think they're, I think they are a top 16 team in the NBA, but I don't think they're going to defeat a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, which I have making my NBA Finals. Speaking of the Bucks, they're doing exactly what I thought they'd be doing and what I said they'd be doing. They're not playing Giannis as much as they're as the other two in the big three. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday both played 39 minutes while Giannis played 34. And that's because they don't need to. They don't need to play Giannis more minutes 
because they had this game in check. And still, only in 34 minutes, Yana has had 27 points and 16 rebounds. That's, it's, it's ridiculous. And they have role players that are coming in and putting up their, putting up their points. Bobby Portis, who has come out to be one of the best six men in the NBA with 10 points and 12 rebounds. And Drew and, and Chris Middleton did not have good games. Drew Holiday had 15 points, six rebounds, six assists. Sure, that's a well-rounded game, but not what we expect out of Drew Holiday. And Chris Middleton, 11.6 rebounds, 5 assists, even worse than Drew for a player that offensively we expect more from. This is going to be a grueling series, as I have been saying since the minute we started talking about it. But the Milwaukee Bucks are going to sweep this series because in a grueling 7-game series on just who can last longer on the defensive side, the Bucks are going to win that 9 times out of 10. And that is because they have a player like Giannis that doesn't need to play crazy minutes, but can still find ways to destroy you and make his minutes impactful. To whereas the Bulls rely on just playing their people as much as they can. And it's going to come down to stamina in this series. And the Bucks have that much more than the Chicago Bulls do. And the final series that we need to talk about is one that I'm very aware of how it will end. And that is the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, I'm aware that the Suns will probably win this series. But you can't tell me that the Pelicans put up a fight in this series. And I hate that it seems all the teams that I root for uh, are second half teams because they went down big in the first half. But then the second half and the third quarter, they outscored the Suns 37 to 26. If they can continue to have a quarter like that and bump that up to two quarters a game, having that big of a differential, this could be a fun series. Now, I'm very aware that the Phoenix Suns will win this series, you know, in five to six games. But there could be a game where it's very exciting and people start to question if the Pelicans could be contenders next year if they get Zion back. CJ McCollum at 25 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds. Jonas Valanciunas at 18 points, 25 rebounds. And not to mention that Brandon Ingram did not have that good of a game. He had 18 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. And you had players that usually play very well in this team such as Jackson Hayes, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy... They usually get way more points. You can even include Jose Alvarado in that plan. And they did not play well, and they only lost by 11 points. Now, on the Sun side, you had the usual performances that you would expect. Now, Jay Crowder only had 1.1 assist, 1 rebound, a 1-1-1 game that we did not expect from him. But Mikel Bridges, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Yeah, he's not the lead guy. DeAndre Ayton, 21 points, 9 rebounds. Sounds good, especially since Jonas Valanciunas was dominating the boards. Devin Booker, 25 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. Sure, sounds like a, a little less than a Devin Booker-esque game. Chris Paul, 30 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. That's exceeding what Chris Paul usually does in terms of the point genre. So if you're truly asking me, yeah, I do think the Pelicans can make this a fun series if they are able to keep Chris Paul in check and have Brandon Ingram step up a little more than he did in game one, they could absolutely take a game or two in this series. And I think it could prove a lot by winning a game or two against the Phoenix Suns. Not to mention that the first game was played in Phoenix. So yes, I do have a reality check. I am aware that the Pelicans will lose this series. 
but I'm also very aware that they could make it entertaining. And that's what it comes down to in the NBA for me. I don't want to watch my team get swept. I want to see a game where I can actually feel joy. Um, I can feel joy that my team won a single game versus the best team in the NBA and my pick to win the NBA Finals. But what do you guys think? What is going to be the best series? In my opinion, I think it's going to be the Celtics and Nets, but I think the Jazz and Mavericks could contend for the most entertaining series. Obviously, those are two teams that are not very marketable, but it could be very fun, and I think it could go to seven games. But what do you guys think will be the best series? Which series do you guys think will be a clean sweep? And also, let me know. Who's going to make the NBA Finals this year? As we've talked about before, I have Suns and Bucks repeat, but with the Suns winning this time around. Unfortunately, though, that is all the time we have for today's episode. I do hope you guys enjoyed, and I will see you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing week, and I will see you guys on Friday when there are more games that have been played. So as I said, I will see you guys on Friday, and I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here!